It's over! This is episode 13 of Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. We're talking about the Olympics for the very last time. It's over. It's so sad. The Winter Olympics are done, but the Paralympics are coming. So if you are wanting more winter sports, you can totally see those coming up. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. So we, Heidi and I, taught English in South Korea. So South Korea has been very dear to our hearts, and especially during these winter games. Everything that Pyeongchang, Pyeongchang, 2018 Instagram, all they were putting were stats for, you know, the Olympians, stats for scores and medals for the countries, but they also were putting food on their Instagram. Did you see those, Heidi? Yes. It made me so hungry. It it made me really hungry. (laughs) I was like, I even asked one of my Korean friends to like send me some um, duckguk and he was like, um, sorry, I ate it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't think it would be good by the time it got to you. Yeah, I I really liked how they made them like those cooking videos. They made them really simple, even though half the time they're actually quite complex. So a lot of people just use like a chili paste or they'll actually buy like the pre-made broth or uh, rice cakes. But you can make things too. And we have four solal recipes on our website so if you want to check those out and start getting ready in the kitchen to cook some yummy yummy korean food we have that so check out our episode two i think it was like episode 11 episode 10 lunar new year we talked about some of the food there too so. Two, eleven, or 10 one of those i think it was 10 10 i'm looking at it right now but we've been having such a great time doing this podcast I don't know about you, Heidi, but this has been so fun. It has been. I enjoyed it. But we're not going to stop here, are we? No, we keep going. Just like the Energizer Bunny. (laughs) So we don't know what kind of topics we're going to be talking about next week, but we're going to start a new season. So stay tuned for that. But as we close this chapter of our, I guess, season one, we're going to call that. We want to close with the closing ceremony. (laughs) Okay, Carmen. So much closure here has to happen. It is. So what was your favorite moment of the closing ceremony? Well, wait, before you tell me your favorite moment, tell me your overall like feel. Did you like it? Did you not? Yeah, I I like the simplicity of it. I I liked how they brought in some of the K-pop stars and they sang their songs. Like CL, the rapper, and from 21, and then also EXO. They, I think they did a really great job. What, what was your favorite part, Heidi? Well, well, first of all, I was, I, it was not what I was expecting. Oh, really? Okay? I was expecting, yes, I, it wasn't. It was like a rock concert, and then yeah. it went to like a rave. And so that's not what I was expecting. I was definitely expecting a lot more of traditional type things, such as the opening ceremony. Mm. But I did really enjoy that they took it from 
like traditional to now modern Korea. And of course, CL is my favorite. She's the baddest, you know, so she's my she was my favorite part. I really did enjoy watching her perform, but I also enjoyed the children that came out with the little um, Suharang hats yeah. on. That was really cute in their like poncho type things. I think they said it was an elementary school. And I thought, hey, where can I buy that outfit? <laughs> but okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my second favorite part yeah, too. Go. I really, go for really it. liked how during one of the songs they brought down, like in the middle of the stage, they brought the lights down that outline the shape of the like pagoda. Uh huh. Yes. Is that the word pagoda? <laughs> yeah, the the like the Buddhist pagodas that yeah. that they have. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. That was pretty neat. I really liked it. It was neat. It surprised me too. Like I know that Italy's closing ceremony and opening ceremony. I guess that was like the first one that I've ever really watched as a teenager and. It was just really, to me, it was really cool and incredible, but it also has its own European flair. Vancouver, I didn't really watch it, unfortunately. I think it was just a lot of stuff was going on with college and everything. Or I don't remember it. I watched it, but I don't remember anything distinctive about it. And then Sochi and Russia, there was a very Russian sense about it. And so Korea was very interesting because, sure, they, they took some of the traditional elements but they really catered it towards like the younger crowd like disco and everything that i thought they would like you were saying like i would thought they would stay a little bit more traditional and those types of uh, things that you see in folklore or those villages that you go and see in korea so it was a little little more spectacular i guess yeah i really liked it and I, i did enjoy the dj at the end but I will say I felt like everybody didn't know what was going on because if you watch like to the very end so that the DJ, the Dutch DJ, do you, do you know his name? Um, um, and you, I just know that he's Dutch and how do I know that he's Dutch? <laughs> okay. Martin, he's a Dutch DJ, Martin Garrix. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. And why why did they invited him? He's he's the number one EDM DJ. So oh, so um, they they chose him versus versus and uh, why didn't they use a Korean? Like they they have well, some they good... did have a they did have a Korean guy in front of him who like kind of warmed up and then he did a guitar solo and then this guy came out. Okay, yeah, and That's so true. what was that? I don't know, Heidi. <laughs> so Martin Garrett, Gary, Gary, Garrix, I think. Garrix. Martin Garrix. Martin Garrix. Um. So he came out and he started playing, and then they they well, no, the he doesn't really went. play, Heidi. He just pushes buttons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. He started mixing it up. I'm pretty sure he that's what he did. Plays. <laughs> Anyways, um, he plays. He plays. So he comes out, he's, he starts the beat, you know, and he gets it going. Well, all the the dancers with the light-up balls are still out there. Mm-hmm. And they're, the camera goes to like a wide angle and they're just showing the whole floor. But as, you, as he keeps playing and he keeps playing, I guess like people started pulling the Olympic athletes out of the stands. 
And so it was like nobody really knew what was going on. Like, were they supposed to go down on the floor? Were they not? And then all of a sudden, all of the dancers that had performed all night and like volunteer staff, they were all out on the floor and they were trying to dance. And then the camera would would pick up on small groups and then they would be like, oh, hey, let us let us try to do a a dance or something. It was really weird. I felt like nobody really knew what was going on or what they were supposed to do. So it was just like, he came out, he's got this good music, the dancers don't know what to do with the light up balls. And so, I don't know, it was really funny to me, because it went on for about five minutes. (laughs) 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 And for the first two or three, I'm like, okay, are they, are they moving around to perform something else? Because then the balls that were, were white, they started lighting up different colors yeah i don't know if you saw that but then it started going different colors and then the people with the ball separated and then they had a whole whole time trying to get canada out of the stands but then even <laughs> then all the olympic athletes were on one side of the stage while the whole other side of the stage was totally empty and so that's when like volunteers started coming out and the the dance team that did the black lights came out and they tried to do some solo break dancing, which was funny too. Well, I don't know. I, I I think the most hilarious part for me were the panda bears. Like I don't know, they're just their oh, heads. Oh, so cute! I know, but their heads were like three times the size. I, I mean, just very unproportionate to a, like a human person. So the panda is Beijing's host. Is it right? Is that their mascot? Yeah, I think that's who their mascot's going to be. Interesting. And and so, remember, Heidi, we went to Beijing once, and our friend Patty told us that it's a desert. Is that correct? <laughs> that Beijing is a desert? Yeah. And so it never rains or, or heaven forbid that it would snow. But when we went, it snowed. And when he lived there, he had never seen like any type of precipitation come down from the clouds. And so that's true. How are they going to make the Winter Olympics in Beijing? I I'm kind of snow that like that's so much money to make fake snow. Like at least Pyeongchang, like they had to create maybe some landscaping, but the snow was there. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go north of Beijing, maybe it's not technically Beijing, Beijing. I don't know. But it did snow. It snowed when we were there for several days and it was very cold. So I don't know. They have to be somewhat cold, right? Yeah. It's just back in 2016, I think I, I think I found the right article. It says China spent millions on a shady project to control the weather ahead of the Beijing Olympics. And a dozen of other countries are doing it too. So Patty talked about this and I thought it was the weirdest thing, but apparently you can take salt and mineral filled bullets into the sky and then it can make rain. And so whenever they needed to clear the sky in Beijing for like an event or a president is coming to their country, they'll throw these things up there and it's supposed to clear the sky or rain would clear the sky and the clouds would go away. Hmm. Very interesting. So... I'll I'll post definitely this article. It was from Business Insider, but it's it's weird. Like how to control the weather 
Like how would, to me, that would mess up so many other things that you don't, it's like time travel. You, yeah, you I mess don't know how one the little thing. are going to react to that. <laughs> you miss one little thing and then it messes up the whole chain. So it's, yeah, I mean, and that's why Patty said that maybe something was happening when we were there because that's why we got snow. Because that's, that never happens. We're very, very. Maybe they were set. They were, so they were testing it. Maybe. On New Year's. They were going to test it on New Year's. I mean, we got some. So gypped. We got a lot of New Year's. Uh, remember? A lot of New Year's discounts. Oh, <sighs> New York yeah. price. Everything no, was New a discount. York, New Year's <laughs> discount. I'll buy two for one. Two for one. Oh, my goodness. Mm, man. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out how they do it. Yeah, because even Russian That's government in 2016 want allocated $1.3 million to a project designed to stop rain from falling on International Workers' Day. Wow. Crazy. Seriously, this is where they're putting like their money. my science teacher should have taught me this back in the day, that I could control the weather just by shooting some salt pebbles in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And apparently India is trying to, or an Indian state, spent $4.5 million on cloud seeding. So... They added some clouds in the sky, I guess. Very wow. interesting. Well, this research is really, really cool. It shows you how the pellets are, I guess, thrust up into the sky. <laughs> but we'll we'll put in the show notes below so that you can check it out. So what you're telling me is I can be a real life superhero and change the weather. Yeah, if you have millions of dollars like Tony Stark. <laughs> or... Well, that's not me. <laughs> So, as we come to a close, the medal count, of course, Norway got 14 gold, Germany 14. They did it. But Norway had the most. Canada, 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 Canada had 11, USA 9, Korea 7, and Russia had 2. So, yeah, these are gold medals. And so, I And there's other countries. Interesting. There's other countries in between, but we just wanted to highlight our top. <laughs> Our top yeah. four slash Korea slash Russia. Korea, Korea came in seventh. U.S. came in fourth. But it really confused me when I was looking at this medal count because it makes sense. So Sweden got sixth place and they because they had seven gold medals and Korea had five. However, yeah, total medal count, Korea had 17 and Sweden had 14. But because... They got more gold medals. They are higher up. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So they they base your ranking off of gold medals, really, not the total amount of medals they receive. But Sweden had a total of 14 when Korea had a total of 17. But, I mean, there's a three medal difference there. And yet Sweden still got it because they got two more gold medals. If we're talking gold medals only, Norway and Germany tied. At 14. But the U.S. I guess I had never I had never thought about it that way. Oh, yeah. Is that they rank it off of the gold medals, not like total medals. Uh, but the U.S. has reached their 100 gold medal with the flying tomato. <laughs> I know he hates that. Sean White, he made the 100 gold medal for the U.S. And that's so awesome. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, I, I, I was really happy for him until he started dragging that American flag everywhere. I was like, are you serious? Like, I know your emotion, Noel. Yeah, I was like, pick 
the flag like, you can't, up, dude. You you're can't. on national. I mean, you're on global television. Pick the flag up. Like even the Japanese guy, like I know that some other countries don't have like a huge protocol on what you are supposed to do with the flag. Like American flags, like if they hit the ground, they're supposed to be burned or something really radical. And I know that's not the case in the other countries, but even the Japanese dude, like he unfolded it and then just had it on his shoulder. Like he wasn't, I don't know, holding it like a Linus blanket or something. It's okay. That's funny. I, I don't really care, but... At the same time, I was like, oh, no, PR nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was very emotional, so you can understand why. You know, he, I mean, he's pretty old for that sport. And this could be his last. I mean, he didn't say that for sure, but you never know. Yeah. You'd never know. So the <laughs> Paralympics, on the other hand, they're going to be next month, March 8th through the 18th. We will not be covering them as intense or we'll be changing topics. So unfortunately, we won't be covering them, but they will be competing in alpine skiing. Oh, sorry, para-alpine skiing, para-biathlon, para-cross-country skiing, para-ice hockey, para-snowboard, and wheelchair curling. So these will be cool. the events that are going to be happening. So that's really exciting. We Suhuran, I guess, will still be there, the White Tiger, but Bandabi... The Asiatic black bear will be there. <laughs> and he, apparently, Asian black bears are native to the Himalayas, China, Korea, Russia, Japan, and India. So just all over the place over there. So I bet it's going to be a very beloved mascot. Yeah. Um, don't try to go buy any online because guess what? They're sold out. Oh, for Bandavi? Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything's sold out. It's all gone. The Paralympics hasn't even started and it's sold out. But <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you. Sorry. I'm not bitter at all, Emma. Heidi um, wants her eBay. She wants her stuffed animal <laughs> to sleep tight at night. <laughs> I do. And eBay, you can buy the Olympic, the Pyeongchang Olympics mascots on eBay. However, they're charging like $65 for this stuffed animal. Yeah. I'm like, is it is it sewn with gold thread? You might as well is just make your own. Silk? Just go buy some felt, sit down for five hours and make it yourself. I'm like, and, and, and then you would think that's with free shipping. No, they want to tack on another $14 in international shipping charges. But you're going to have to wait two months to get it because that's how long the package is going to take to get to you. Well, Heidi, it's it's a large demand, so they're going to make money off of it. It's ridiculous. That's what it is. I mean, like... If but did, did you know that 1988... Olympics in Korea that their mascot was a tiger as well? I mean, it makes sense because Seoul's mascot is like a type of tiger. It's like this mystic tiger. It's like tigers everywhere. You know, you, those yeah, portraits of those tigers? Was an or, it was an orange. Sorry, say that again. What about the orange? Uh, in 1988, it was an orange tiger. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It seems like every time there's an there's an event or something that town kind of takes that mascot and then makes it the town's mascot. So Seoul's mascot back in 88 was Odori, I guess, because it's the Hodori. Ho means tiger and Dori is masculine. So he's a boy tiger. <laughs> Man, we're struggling. Hodori. <laughs> each, each city has one. Like we went to a, 
Oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> tired right now. We went to a mud festival and there was these like two little mascots that were all muddy, like two muddy kids. And that was their mascot. And the city kind of embraces that. It's like, okay, this is our mascot. Same thing with yeah. Incheon. Incheon is the international airport for South Korea or one of them, the major one. And there's like three mascots that like welcome you into the train station. It's like, welcome to Incheon. And I'm like, I don't know what these are for or where they came from. Like one's a seal, one's a penguin and something else. But they're just cute. They 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 embrace them. And what I loved about the Pyeongchang is that not only that they had one Suhuram, but they had like 12 or 14 of them. <laughs> and they had like this huge picture of all of them. And they were, it was just really entertaining. That was cool. Yeah. They were everywhere. I like them. I think I took a couple pictures with them. Literally, you went there and took pictures? Yeah, that one time we came out of the train station. They were in the train station. Oh. Didn't I take a picture with them? Yes, with Inchon. Inchon's, yeah, mascot. I thought you meant Suhuran. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I, I think they're cute. It just, you know, it brings fun and it gives it like a, I don't know what you call it, like a festival type feeling. It gives like a festival type feeling. So, yeah. That's true. Very exciting. So we don't know what we're going to be talking about next. Oh, so music. Or maybe we do and we're just not telling you. I know. But we, we music. We've been staying up late watching the Olympics every night and waking up early. Do you know, Sunday morning I woke up at 6 a.m. so that I could watch the closing ceremony because I had to work Sunday night when they were going to broadcast it here. So, I crashed. Heidi is so tired right now. We've been very excited. I think we've emotionally put our hearts and souls into this podcast. And we're really excited about next season. Stay tuned. Because it's going to be amazing. It's coming. We don't know yet. But we will let you know soon. Sneak peek. Or maybe we do. And we're just not telling you. Who knows? Dun, dun, dun. So the winter games have come to a close, but I got to see someone, Heidi, the other day. I went to a win uh, winter premiere. I went to a movie premiere. I actually did not get to see the movie. I just went to the red carpet. But guess who I saw? Oh, who could it be? Who could it be? It was Scott Hamilton. <laughs> what? I was like, wait, that's him? I could not believe it. He, I think. Did you pinch him? No, but he, he's so cute. He's like a little leprechaun. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he's. He's a he has a short stature because he had some complications growing up, and that's how he started ice skating because he he needed something like an outlet to encourage him to keep going, and so he started ice skating. And so it wasn't something that he always wanted to do. It wasn't like I want to be an ice skater. It was just like, oh, I like this. I'm good at it. Let's go for it. So he ended up getting gold medal, and I remember seeing him on TV. I thought he was like the best. And I don't know what it is, but I really like guys. I think I like guys, Heidi. <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? I know, right? 
I like I like girls. I like winter Olympians that are that are girls, but also guys are cool too, you know. So he did get a gold in eighty four Winter Olympics. So that is a long time ago, but I just remember him like in a uh, it was like a special figure skating championship or something like that, and I would just remember thinking, "Wow, that's really fun." And he's also done Stars on Ice tour, and he also, I think the one that I like the most is when he's like a golfer and he does like a routine. And I just thought that was really neat to see. So I love his like enthusiasm and encouragement whenever he's on uh, the radio. And so my my husband, Kevin, he got to interview him and and Scott, I guess we're on first name basis now, I guess. So Scott said, yep. <laughs> I didn't even get to talk to him, but I'm like, I know this guy. No, he, he, he just, uh, so Scott Hamilton just flew directly from Korea to this film premiere. And so he was exhausted. And Heidi and I, we've done this trip where you go from Korea all the way to the yes. United States and back. And I went to a friend's wedding, by the way, guys, do not do this. Do not fly the 15 hour difference. So I flew all the way to the States. Basically. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Well, it's worth it for Jordan, but not worth it for anybody else. I had two hours. So I left Korea and I came to the United States, the East Coast, two hours difference. So I left at 3 p.m. I got in at 5 p.m. that same day, but I had been traveling for like over 24 hours. It was insane. Then we had the wedding and I was in the U.S. for like three days and then I flew back to Korea. And that's when it catches up with you because I lost a whole day and a half of my life. <laughs> and you don't know where it goes. It's just there and then it's gone. And then I went to, you know, and then I I had to teach because my plane was delayed. So I made it right on time to get to work. But I had been traveling for over 24 hours or so or 18 or whatever the number is. I was so tired. And my legs, I've never felt my legs absorb so much liquid. Like they were just goshy and glue. Sorry. Bad memories. Yeah. But, mm. but then after that, I went to bed and had my legs up so that the water would just drain. You do not need to know that. Anyways, all I'm going to say is like, don't do that. You will, your legs will regret it. And then, but my friend Jordan, she's, she's totally worth it. So all that to say, I know what probably Scott, Scott Hamilton. Hamilton and she fangirled. That's all. <laughs> that was the moral of the story. She fangirled. Uh, no, but seriously, when he came up, I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh. So what I've learned today, Carmen, is that you fangirl over Scott Scott Hamilton and I fangirl over Hugh Jackman. (laughs) I guess they're older men, whatever. (laughs) Um, My thing is, what's he doing? Was he coaching or did he just go to watch or? Well, apparently he lives in Franklin, Tennessee. So all I got to do is do what most people do here if they want to stalk any country singers. I just need to go hang out at Starbucks down in Franklin and just watch everybody that comes in and maybe I'll see him again. Uh, But I think he he's writing. uh, He he wrote a book and then he's also been in been more in like the faith based arena. So he's I think he might be here for a conference here in Nashville. So Mm, cool. Yeah. So this is exciting. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. We should have got him to bring me back a souvenir. I know. Right. 
we should have called him up and be like, hey, Scott, you know, you don't know me yet, but I'm going to meet you. At, but you will. <laughs> at that red carpet event, which I won't talk to you, but you'll talk to my husband, Kevin, right? And, and you know so, all of them so, by first name, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so here's what happened. Like, did you go up to Kevin and shake his hand and say, oh, I've touched Scott Hamilton? No. <laughs> <laughs> because Kevin shit Scott's hand. <laughs> Oh, like um, what Kevin was trying to interview the directors of this film that we went to or we didn't get to go see, but he was at the red carpet for. And so Scott Hamilton came up and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And so Kevin saw that. OK, I need to interview this guy. So he did. But then he was like, thank you so much. And then he like turned and tried to like chase down the other guys. And I was like, dang it. I wanted a self like not a selfie, but I wanted a picture with Scott Hamilton. What I should have done is just like turn around and like took a picture of me and him in the background. <laughs> and then that would have been like you totally have. not weird. <laughs> um, but anyways, that is my, I guess my fangirl moment. And we do talk about that. And we would love to know if you are a fangirl too. So you can check that out on our blog post. <laughs> but yeah, this is for Korean fangirls. It's okay, everyone. We all fangirl at some moment in our lives. So, And if you're a boy, admit it. fanboy, you can be a fanboy too. Oh, there's fanboys out there. You just stand in line at any GameStop store when a new new video game comes out. If someone was dressed as one of those video game characters, are you telling me all these guys that play video games wouldn't be taking pictures with them? I know. Or at any... They would be fanboying. If you go to a basketball game and you're in line to shake those basketball player hands... Or you're at a football game. You are a fanboy. I mean, I know oh, this yeah. may sound a little girly or whatever. But no, you, you are a fanatic fan. Just admit it. So check us out at Next Stop Channel and Instagram at Next Stop Channel. Ugh. <laughs>